0: FOREVER!
1: DOG! Yeah, I like animals, like zoos. I like animals. I used to be obsessed with, like, Nat Geo shows and stuff like that. But I've never... I've never like ridden a horse or something. I know that's. I know you were generally talking about anim- animals at large. I've never ridden a horse, but apparently, cat like used to ride. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, no. I just found this out like a few months ago. She's like, yeah,
2: she would like every summer would ride. What? I've ridden a horse. What? Wait, Bray, you used to ride too? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't used to ride. I've just. I've ridden a horse before. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've ridden a horse, like, two different times. Once when I was a kid, and then Tess and I were horses when we were in Costa Rica. Uh, but Ooh. it was really sad, because... I oh, no. I couldn't stand it because it felt like I was like this horse doesn't want me on it. This horse doesn't want to be here. Mm. This horse is this horse is like it, I don't know. I just felt really bad about it. I just it,
1: yeah. If it, it had the option, it would. Yeah, it wouldn't want somebody it on his back. Choose to do something else. Yeah,
2: like it was do like it was. I just felt like I was like, why are we making this horse work? This horse just wants to live its life. Like. See, Who am I? I feel like that's,
0: that's the tough part. Like, I, I do like animals, and, like, I and I didn't want to be an actor. I definitely wanted to be, like, um go work for Nat Geo in, like, DC and, like, just go and follow animals. But I do feel like I have a problem with the zoo sometimes where I'm like, should they be here?
2: Yeah. Zoos are hard because it's, like, You know they're great for kids and like like i love going to the zoo because i i i do i like animals and like i love watching animals and like observing them and stuff but the older you get the more you realize like these animals aren't in their natural habitats they don't like they're caged up like like they're sad like especially the especially like the more like the monkeys you know like 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 monkeys are like having like polar bears and like the, these like small swimming, like it was just like this. Yeah, some of those are tough. Aquariums, I feel a lot better about. Like even I would say, like not like not about not uh um, World, not yeah. orcas. Yeah, yeah, not like not Sea like not like orcas and dolphins. Like, but like you know the other like kind of fish. I think hey, it's fine. You're putting them in an ocean. They don't have to like worry about sharks yeah. all the time. You nailed it. Like,
0: yeah, I mean I feel you. <laughs> I, I the thing is so tricky is that like to. I'm gonna be honest. I am scared to death of getting on a horse because, as people know, I grew up like in comics, mm-hmm. and I remember Christopher Reeves, the guy who played Superman, used to ride horses and mm-hmm. was paralyzed. And I remember being younger, and I knew I should have yeah. grown out of it by now. But I was like, they paralyzed Superman, and it it is it is it is <laughs> it's thrown so me ever since. Like I, I, the horses got
2: together, <laughs> whispered to each other. You have a
0: vendetta against horses now. <laughs> And even Rachel was like, oh, she used to ride horses. And I'm like, I just, I don't like them. I don't, the look of them is very, like, Aww. they scare me. They be kicking. Like, I don't, they they terrify me. And it's solely because of the late, great Christopher Reeves. I'm like, I I I can't get past it. I don't know why. I don't want to get on them because I say they throw me off.
1: No. Ah! I mean. I can't think about it. Kat kept bringing up Chris, Christopher Reeve during this movie. Like, every time, anytime somebody fell, <laughs> she'd be like, <laughs>
0: Kill Chris for me? <laughs> what happened to him kill. was like, you know, he went over, like he used to like, yeah, yeah, he, 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 you know, he, the horse was jumping. It, a lot went down when it happened to him, but I just can't, I think no one explained it to me when I was a kid. And I just was like, horses, no,
2: <laughs> never. I mean, it's funny because like they, you know, in New York, they did have um, a horse stable near uh, my sister's ballet center, like the her ballet school, they had like a horse mm. stable, like literally like four buildings down, and so they would always teach these. They're like students would like learn how to ride a horse, just like literally like walking around the block, like trotting around the block with the horse. Oh wow! But it was just so weird because it's like I mean I, this is, I mean we'll talk about this when we get into the movie, but like I don't know, like I I also feel weird about horses like being in the city. You know what I mean? Because they're so, Yeah. it just feels like, it just feels like they're not supposed to be here, <laughs> you know?
0: That, yep. Yeah. I mean, and that goes with a lot of animals, like huskies. Every time I see a husky in LA, I'm like, <laughs>
1: uh, I just got, I got hot thinking about a husky. <laughs>
0: like I it's started like, they sweating shouldn't be here. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't be yeah. here. And then when everyone got those, like, um, uh, was it a husky? But every, th- there's a breed of dog that I think became like really popular. I love popular. huskies, by the way. Go ahead. No, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're so beautiful. But, like, not in LA. <laughs> no, not when it's no, I know 82 you're right. Degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there was this breed of, of dog that um, res- re- resembled um, the Game of Thrones wolf or something like that. Goodness. And people kept adopting them. And then, after a while, it would, like, just abandon them. And what I was the... like, yo, di- yeah, what was it? Uh, um, What is the, a, a wolf? Yeah, I, I'm terrible. sorry. I'm back. Dire, dire like, Wolf is the, is the Game of Thrones Yes. Th- a fake Apparently, wolf.
2: the the dog looks like that. Uh, Got it. People just don't treat right. animals, right but that, right? that's kind of it's. Kind of, I mean, a direwolf is made up because that thing's huge. Like, yeah, that's not a. Oh, Northern Inuit is the real thing. I was gonna say a direwolf is uh, that's like, it's a completely made up thing. Like a like a concrete cowboy. It's just like a thing what? that doesn't. Ever, you know what I mean? Like it
0: doesn't even track. <laughs> no, I mean it, I'm just real. saying like it. Those no, people it's like, are real. <laughs> hey,
2: no, I mean, but it's just you like a even, phrase that doesn't. You bring
0: cowboys into the conversation. It'd be different. We were talking about cowboys. We weren't talking about cow. We talk about dogs, Bray. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: But then you also said that concrete cowboys don't exist and
1: they do. That was the point of the whole movie was was people are trying to erase them but they do exist. Yeah, but
0: it's like, like they're like, in a Philly.
2: No, it's like, it's like a nice name for something but it's like not actually the re- it's not a real thing so it's like yeah, it's just like a concrete cowboy. I'm no, it's not.
1: I'm, I'm I'm inside. I'm angry because
2: <laughs> I'm just saying you don't need the
0: modifier. You know what I mean? Like it's like what? Wow. But like you don't. I understand you don't want to listen to me and James. Is it is it made of concrete? No, I mean come on, it's not a real thing. Concrete Cabo. I need you to look at Melissa right now. You see how bored Melissa is with your transition. <laughs> That's that is that is how. <laughs> if you won't look at us, just glance.
1: The book uh. did have a different title though. Was like. What was it? What was the <laughs> original book? Urban,
0: <laughs> urban cowboy. Which is I think it was called. Ghetto, called? Ghetto, no, cowboy. ghetto cowboy. Oh, ghetto oh, cowboy. god! Exactly. Yay. That's the book. Yay. So, like I've...
2: I said, made up thing. Concrete cowboy. Don't do this. Don't do this. I already did it. Okay, let's start the show. You know what it Jonathan Braylock, James the Third, Gerard
0: Milligan.
1: X,
2: man. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in, Hollywood. Hollywood City! Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse
1: to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride. That I
0: can't <laughs> Why'd you change the tempo?
2: They never played that song no, in this movie, though, right? No, they didn't.
0: They didn't. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that it, I will say that what a missed opportunity Yo. For, Yo, sure. Uh, for sure. For sure.
0: Why was it so slowed down? Like,
1: why did it become a ballad? <laughs> because that's what, because that's what this movie elicits. It's letting you know this shit is real, okay? That we in the, we out here in Philly, we got our horses, and the shit is real. <laughs> Don't play games with us.
0: <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Now that song is in my head. It's just it's just in my head now. Uh, oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> for those of you who are uh listening for the first time, this extremely attractive voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. The
1: voice is attractive. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> yeah, people hear the voice and they're attracted <laughs> oh. to it.
0: Man.
2: Uh, so that one, that one that you're wow. the voice that you're attracted to. <laughs> Why are you breaking?
0: It? Why is the voice now getting higher? <laughs> oh man! And this completely over it. Voice is that of Gerard Milligan, and this voice is James III. Okay. Uh, like
2: the Third. Okay, I liked your voice last bit. time, James. Um, like, that was a cool. Voice. I can't
1: remember what I did. I think it was just regular, but you know, we
0: it's fine. <laughs> so wait so james is this your radio voice this like, is my this...
1: yeah this is my radio voice i <laughs> my voice for the airwaves all right oh. we'll see who's this still listening be at this that. point. this is gonna be rough
0: this is gonna be a rough <laughs> one
2: <laughs> this podcast is a film review podcast that's right we review films of leading black actors okay. nigga say it again Leading black actors. Woo, he <laughs> We said. talk about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the context of diversity uh, in Hollywood. He talking about people
0: with melanin and other skin colors getting movies. Absolutely.
2: That's right. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> and today we are reviewing the film Concrete Cowboy. Netflix film that came out a few weeks ago. No box office, cause it's Netflix. Yo, Rotten Tomato. Great, the whole time yeah. you
0: described it. Sorry, the time you described it for some reason, all I pictured, and I, <laughs> I don't have the heart to say it, but I keep thinking of the Samuel Jackson from Django, when Jamie rolls up on the horse, he's like, "Who's this?" <laughs> like that's all. As you were describing it, I just wanted to be like, "Yeah, it's the movie." Was a bunch of on stags. <laughs> but I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, <laughs> this film stars uh Sorry. caleb uh mclaughlin is that how you say it that's how i say it mclaughlin mclaughlin but you know what honestly
1: i'm gonna look it up okay I'm not, uh I'm
2: you not. know him from stranger just, things of like course caleb. you got idris elba's in this mm-hmm. movie lorraine toussaint mm-hmm. uh and hey, uh daryl yeah. jerome from when they see oh, us yeah.
0: And don't forget, you got the M E T H O D man. Yes, yes. I, I, I cannot not say his name
1: like that. Uh. Yes. Okay. I was like, was she in that? Was she in Fast Color?
2: And she was. This film has a seventy-eight percent currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Entirely too low. Entirely oh. too low. That's my opinion. I'm gonna
1: say it right now.
2: The <laughs> audience, the audience score is seventy-three percent, and
1: that much sounds- lower and worse. I hate. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
2: It's also this film premiered, it was set to have its world premiere at Telluride Film Festival, and then its actual world premiere happened at Toronto International Film Festival last year, Uh, and then Netflix acquired it for distribution. Mm. It's it's about a 15-year-old boy. His name is Cole. He lives in Detroit with his mom. He keeps getting in trouble at school, so his mom drives him to Philly and drops him off with his father, who he doesn't really know that well. Uh, for the summer and his father is a part of this community on Fletcher street that has horses and stables he's also got a friend who's selling drugs and uh you know he's balancing between those two worlds that's about it right
1: that's about it
2: all right great shall we do initial thoughts james want to yeah, start?
1: I'll start. I I loved it. I had a really good nice. time. I think that there was like, there was storytelling. I would like to read the, the book because mm. there were story things that I was like, oh, I feel like they could spend more time with, with certain things that was happening. It felt like it jumped a, around a lot. Um, so I'll just get that out of the way. Because beyond that, I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really good. I really loved the look of this, like that it always mm-hmm. looked like the sun was either setting or, or mm-hmm. rising. You know, it was always that mm-hmm. golden hour kind of look mm-hmm. to it. It made me feel like I was there in a in a in a cool way. Um, I thought uh, Caleb did a great job. I Idris's role in this reminded me a lot of beasts of of uh, no Na- beasts of no nation. What was that one that he did? The mm-hmm. yeah, like it just felt like it was like he's you know he's this kind of big overbearing kind of figure who has a lot of power and maybe doesn't quite recognize what his true relationship is to this other character. I I thought Jerell Jerome was so good and and he has that he has that energy when he shows up of like, you're like, man, he's going to break my heart by the time this movie is done. And he does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did think that like, it felt like the men were more fleshed out characters than the, than the female characters in this. And that was something mm-hmm. that came up for me in terms of storytelling yeah, as well. Um, true. But, um, but I did really like it ultimately, you know, it was interesting to learn about these people. Oh, that, uh, but Jamil prattis who played Paris, he was like my favorite oh, yeah. part of the movie, and then at the end when they reveal that he's a real writer real. in that area, it was like absolutely, of course, because he he felt so authentic, and so many of them did, and 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 it ends up being that so many of them. Do <laughs> so you think his story is real? That I don't know because because of the book adaptation of it of it all. But but he he connected to that on a real level. it was really it was really great,
2: yeah, I thought I felt it. Man. I think he's a good actor. like it's always cool when they put real people in it, but like I think Nomadland did this too, but like sometimes real like you have real people who are mm-hmm. who can who can act or who, who can be themselves at least on camera. And then you have real people who like who can't like <laughs> and they yeah, yeah, and you're like you're like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. really stilted, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's because they're not an actor, they're like a real person, but they also like can't be themselves you know it's a it's it's a, it's a harder thing to do because they mm-hmm. this was a mm-hmm. i mean this is a movie like they had to be them they they had to act you know yeah Full
0: show. yeah, you. Sure. yeah. I, I can go next i think the movie was good like i like it, to me it's like it's hard because i really enjoyed it until we got to that third the the last quarter of the movie and then it took a turn for me a little bit but i but again i agree with james i like the acting i love the way it was shot i loved how they sped up when Jarrell and Caleb were in the car and it just is like flashing lights like a Kanye video. I thought that was really cool. I thought honestly, the whole time I kept saying it's like I really enjoyed Caleb's performance because I, to this day, for season in, still don't believe they've given his character stuff to do on Stranger Things. They gave his newly introduced sister more importance than they gave him. And I'm like, he's so good. Like I've watched him in, um, was it the Tim Te- I mean, New Edition movies. I was happy to see him in this movie. I was happy to see like the nuance. A thousand percent. Um, I thought Jerome Jerome was great. You know, I know some people who auditioned for that part, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe he was really, really good and deserved it. <laughs> you know, it, some so people. that makes sense. You know, maybe Jarrell, he's right. You know, some people like, yeah, yeah. You yeah, maybe he's the right age. Yeah, yeah. Who do you, know? Right you know, age. some people. Um, I think the hard part. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not even about that. It's not even about it, It's not. taken taking away from it. And I will say this. I think I, I I like the script and I actually don't hate the directing. Usually, I was like, did a black person direct this? Because a couple of things were off to me. But I was like, this this white guy did good to me. I thought like there were certain instances where he held on certain shots that I thought were cool. Again, the hard part is like, and it could be the book. I haven't read it, but once we get to that final situation with Jerome Jerome's character until the very end, I think the movie shifts for me a little bit and becomes kind of cliche to a black story or what people expect from a black story but that could be the book so we'll get into it but yeah
2: that's true i guess i thought it was good people should watch it for sure yeah i mean yeah people should watch it for sure i'll say this that for me this is a this is one of those movies where i think like if you watch the trailer and you were like intrigued and like you're like oh this looks interesting like like you're gonna like this movie and then if you watch the trailer and you were like i don't know it looks kind of boring like you're probably going to think the movie's like boring. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it, it mm-hmm. didn't have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like for me, like I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, it looks, looks okay. Like it looks kind of interesting. Like, you know, and there's no diss because I think that, like, this tells a story that is like an interesting facet of life for, you know, a real community and something that we don't, you know, we've never heard about before. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, I like I like I like that about this movie, you know. There's some interesting family dynamics, like parents parent son dynamics that you know, are maybe a bit stereotypical, but like again, this happens like you know, like this happens in people's real lives. So like just because it's become a caricature or a stereotype that's used negatively doesn't mean that we should never be able to tell stories like this. That said, like I don't know, like, I I agree with Jara, like, especially the, like, Jarrell Jerome's, like, whole arc. It's, like, I mean, man, it's, like, it's, like, (laughs) we've seen it so many times, and it's, again, not that it, not that people can't tell that story anymore, but, like, you kind of want to see, I don't know, you, I I don't know, I I feel like I want to see, like, a fresher take on it, like, and this was, like, not, didn't feel like a fresh take. Mm -hmm. I thought the acting was was pretty good i thought like yeah like that dude who played paris like he he was he was great and i thought idris was good though it wasn't I, i've seen him be more dominated, which maybe like is a nod to caleb who plays cole
1: the the uh the kid from stranger things
2: definitely held his own in those scenes you know so. i i don't know i will say though i'm interested to know about like idris's take on this character because it felt it felt like it felt somewhat broad to me. I've seen him play more specific people, and this one felt a little like, you know, I mean, he, I don't know, he, I guess he didn't have that much in dialogue-wise in certain moments, but it was just like the like quiet, absent, like stoic black man, like motions held in, and mm-hmm. then like has like a couple of moments where he has like real hearts to hearts. Overall, I think it was a good movie, but it was just what it's not my cup of tea. Personally. That's a
0: respectful way to say that. Honestly, yeah. Let's go into this. That's respectful. I mean, yeah, man. Let's let's talk
2: about it. Yeah, because the see' because the movie starts with the mom getting a call. Caleb got into a fight at school again. Uh, who plays the mom?
1: Yes, the mom was played by Liz Priestley.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah. I liked her. You know, what was so interesting is that it. It felt very real, and I think it helped having people from the actual neighborhood in it. Because even this, I remember, like, I used to get, (laughs) my mom used to, like, threaten me every now and then of, like, you going to go live with your uncle? Like, almost like a, a reverse, like a little fake Fresh Prince, but it's like, those phone calls, like, getting off of work, looking at that mom realizing, like, why are you acting like this? She has no clue what else to do. I was like, I felt that, man. And then the son just being like I don't know. Yeah. Like literally you saw in his face like I, when she started hitting him, I don't know. Like I don't know.
1: I and I really connected to her saying stop acting like you know. <laughs> like that to mm. me was like that felt like such a real thing of like of just <laughs> She whatever has been yeah. happening thus far has not been working, but the but the the thing that she recognizes is is a problem is that The kid really thinks he understands what's going on and is, like, behaving as such, but he doesn't know everything, you know? And I, I, yeah, Mm. I thought that was really, and, and, you know, and I don't know if how everybody chose to deal with the fact that he was acting like he knew so much is the way to go about it, but, like, that, I don't know, that really resonated with me. Yeah, same.
0: I mean, yeah. And, she like, it's so quick when it happens. It's like she picks him up from school and she drops him off at at the dad's house, yo, and, like, leaves. Like, <laughs> the dad isn't even there. He be right back. Dude. And just. The dad rough. isn't there. And she might know where he's at. But, but that's so hard. Happen. Like, think about. Like, I keep thinking about that situation. Right. I'm like, yo, it had to have gotten so bad that she's like, I just i can't handle this and like i gotta drive off or i'm gonna let them mm-hmm. back in the car and they were it may get worse
2: apparently well at least this is according to wikipedia so who knows if it's true but it said that in the initial draft of this script she was a drug addict she was the mom was and so it was like mm-hmm. yeah and so it was like dropping off because like she couldn't she couldn't handle it and then they changed oh. They changed it, I'm sure, to avoid another stereotype. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah, and but also it gives it also gives Cole more to work through. If 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 all it is is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I definitely, I definitely um, felt for him a lot more because, I, I mean, like you would feel for somebody whose mom is a drug addict and this and that, but like, I, it's just like he, it's like. It's, like, this thing of, like, he feels guilty, you know, because he's getting into these fights. But then, like, as an adult, you understand, like, it's not all his fault. Like, it's, like, yeah, obviously the situation that he's growing up in isn't a healthy situation for, like, a young person to be growing up in. Like, and it it makes me think about the fact that, I mean, this is not a political podcast, of course, but it it just... Thank you for that. Yeah, you you know, you just think about the fact that, like, you know... Schools are more prone to have harder, uh, more punitive consequences for black children who get into fights or who like who do wrong things within the school system. There's a lot less forgiveness and there's a lot more like suspension, expel- expulsion. Like it seems like he was expelled from two other schools. And it's like you kind of think like, what what is a kid doing that you have to expel? You know what I mean? Like that that you have to expel them from school. It's, like, pretty harsh. You know, he's growing up Detroit. I mean, he has a, you know, single-family household where, uh, a single-parent household where um, it also feels like the finances aren't probably quite there, even though, like, we never really talk about that. But obviously, when he goes to his dad's place, like, his dad is, like, living in squalor, has no food, and, like, the mom doesn't check on it or or seem to care. Got no snacks. I don't know. Like, it... It's a lot. It's like clearly there's a lot happening in the mother's life. And kind of to your point, earlier point, James, like unfortunate we don't get to know more about exactly what's happening for her because it's, it's clearly more than just my son keeps acting up and I can't handle him anymore. You know what I mean? Like there has to be stuff going on in her life too. But yeah, it's an interesting place to start. I mean, to get dropped, like I mean, like you're right though. Like dude, to get to, for a mother to drop her son off in the middle of the night in Philadelphia, in a neighborhood in that isn't doesn't feel that safe to just drop him off with two garbage bags of his stuff and be like, your dad's going to come at some point. Like, holy crap, dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, it had to be. I
0: mean, also, this actress played it so well, like you couldn't even just stay there for like the five minutes it took
2: like, wow.
0: No, because he was he was going to try to get back
1: in the car. She also knew she didn't need to, though, right? Because, like, because Nessie was right next door and immediately, like, addresses him. Like, people people knew about him, you know? I mean, not everybody Still, did. Still, they just dropped Who that knows? nigga oh, off. No, man. That's, <laughs> like, they just dropped this nigga off. Harsh, harsh, <laughs> harsh. harsh. They knew. I think. My mom has never left me any anywhere, you know, like in that way. But there are definitely places
0: that if she just left me outside of a building, (laughs) man, I'm gonna tell y'all something. I I tell people, my mom, I I I don't know what I did, but I pissed (laughs) off my mom something something bad, and it was like maybe it was a rumor, I don't know, but it was like a park where all like the runaway kids went. My mom one day drove me to this park during the day. It was like, fine, you won't be grown, get out. Like, legit, get out. Gave me a little bag. One, two bags no. of my shit. It was like a bag. And she, like, drove. Mom. It's hard to describe, but, like, she drove basically from one end of the parking lot all the way to the other end. And then stopped before the exit. And I'm sitting there crying. And then, like, literally like Caleb. Where are you going? Like, all the toughness <laughs> went away. Like, there's other niggas in the park. And I'm running with this little ass bag. Being like, I'm oh, sorry, it won't happen again. <laughs> Like, like bang! Literally, as I'm looking at him, bang! I did this. I banged on the back of the car, on the trunk. Then started banging on the window. Come on, man! Because like you realize, you don't know. Because you think about your mom. As you a was person, out there
1: talking out your neck at your mom,
0: and she was like, "I got time for this." And you realize, I think as a, to me especially as a, as a boy being raised by a mother without a father, it's like they are doing double duty. And I think it's so hard because at least for me, it's like. I don't think you understand what that means until you get older and then if she has now given up or fog has like given up that means you have pushed to the edge you know what i mean like you have you have done some shit so to see her like lock the door she runs back in the car lock the door and see her like fucking balling and speed off and also the actress like looks over at him and for me it wasn't like looking at him to like take one last look it was like let me look at this nigga's toes. Okay, he's 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 in the clear. Now I can drive off. It still was like it was a little motherly she, thing. The
1: look was to make sure she wasn't gonna run over his
0: feet. I do, I do, I feel like she was trying to make sure he was like, all right, let me make all right, let me get out of here while he got a little break. Okay, yeah, no, she had to get out. She did have to get out. That's what, true. What was the neighbor's name? Nestle? Nessie. 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 Nessie, I was like, they could have developed her way more. It's yeah. like she's just a woman in this movie yeah, I guess. Like, well, The <laughs> thing is I don't think Anybody was developed But Caleb And I, I think it was Like a movie that was Just about Like his dad You kind of finally realize In like one speech
2: But like Yeah you get a backstory, But yeah. you get
1: that You get his speech You get We get a little We get a little bit From everybody We yeah. get a little bit From everybody yeah. But we get so much From the dudes But then like yeah, ne- And ne- you know Nessie m- Maybe Is You know, maybe it's Smush's mom, or is like, you know
2: what I mean? Like, maybe. (laughs) Wait, is she Smush's mom? She said something
1: like, You sound like when Smush was trying to get back in. Like, she said something like that. Just one, literally one line like that. And it was just like, All right, maybe she's connected to Smush in in a deeper way, or just everybody knows what's going on with Smush. But.
2: I just thought everybody knew what was going on with Smush.
1: Right, but like but that's what I'm saying. Like we don't know what's going yeah, on with her. She did say Lincoln get back life. in though. When
2: when Smush died, did she feel like a mom who just lost her son? You know,
1: they did you're right. They didn't focus on her anymore when Smush died. So that's just something I was putting together.
0: When he dies, no one We'll get to it. When he dies, no one cares for real for real, but Caleb, it's like it immediately goes to like we got to find cole cuz he runs away of course but it's like we really don't deal with like the funeral like that like we yeah, don't really get into true. that stuff it's like he's dead cole's gone we're going to spend the next couple scenes looking for him and then yeah, I mean, I probably am just putting no, but she putting more on that line yeah, than so. <laughs> needs to be. But she did say it. She did say coming back in here. But like, we don't know. And if it was yeah, like, yeah.
2: goodness gracious, what a missed opportunity! Like, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, she she yeah, just felt yeah. like um the woman on the block who like knows who knows everybody's business, kind of, and is like right. And she's saying like she's helping, praying. I mean, man, it was interesting. Like, I don't know. I, some of this stuff I was like. I like feel like I I understand where everybody's coming from and I'm also like ah, there's a better way than this like I like, think yeah. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, I I don't know I guess we don't know too much exactly about what's happening with Caleb it just seems like he's fighting in school like it, like I it didn't seem like he like he wasn't running with dr- it didn't seem like he was running with drug dealers in Detroit or Right. I didn't think so. And, and like and it, it just so seemed either. like all he was yeah. doing was like getting into fights and like Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and everybody's like looking at him like he's I don't know, like
1: <laughs> like he's a ticking time bomb and like something's going yeah, to Yeah, like a, like he's a problem child. And not right? just
2: like a kid who yeah. who clearly is like m- missing out on like having parents. <laughs> I don't know. But but but
0: I do think that's They probably get touched on that a little bit too But I think that is the realistic part of it Where it's like
2: No it is realistic yeah
0: it, she, The mom even says it in the car It's like you know I'm, I gotta keep talking to the principals and these cops And like that is what will happen Like again you know, what happened in real life is like, I don't think anyone takes a second to think about why a black kid is doing a thing and what their situation is. It's like, they're automatically a threat or a menace to
2: society. And right. We have to like, yeah. like right. um, handle it. And it's know? like and- on that. It's like mostly on them. Like, that's the thing that we talk about with like black yeah. kids having to grow up so much quicker. You know what I mean? It's like so many times in this movie, they're like, you have to make a choice. They keep making him do grown adult things. But then when he's like trying to like, assert his power you know over like somebody else then they're like you're a child and you're like you're not really treating him like a child (laughs) like you're treating him like he's a grown adult (laughs) exactly until you don't want to deal with like the you know what i mean the altercation that's happening then you treat him like a child he doesn't want to stay with his dad because one he doesn't know his dad he's he's justifiably angry at this guy who hasn't been in his life whatsoever and then his dad has a horse in the house and he's sleeping like a hundred feet from a horse he's
1: he's next to the horse he's he's terrifying i mean i know the horse is like in the uh, other alcove or whatever but he's in the room with the the horse horse. (laughs) he's in that room with that horse
2: and then there's zero food in the fridge there's he hasn't he doesn't have food. And it in never the, house. the food never comes. Like there's another scene later on. No, the and food. it never
0: comes. Like
2: and it's like where where does he expect his kid to get food? Like I don't. Where I, I don't, did he get no, food? We don't know. It doesn't know. come. He got it from he got it from freaking Smush. That's yeah, where he got yeah, food wow. from. Every time he was eating, it's cause Smush bottom of a, a sandwich. Damn. Smush bottom shoes. <laughs> like of course he's hanging out with this dude. He's the only person who cares <laughs> yeah. about this guy. Damn. <laughs> like and it's like yeah it's like yeah of course like it's like dude smush you're like getting into your you are treading dangerous ground that could get us killed so in that sense i understand why they're like don't hang out with him yeah but they never nobody ever goes look i understand uh we're not giving you food we're not we're not hanging out with you we don't really we're tra- we're telling you to do free labor yeah uh so that we can break you like she literally was Horses aren't the only thing that have to be broken. I was like, God damn! Like, this kid has it rough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it has it. He has it rough. And yeah, again, like I, I get it. Like, this is real life. This is real experiences. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to watch because I, I don't think this is what this movie is doing. Cause it, I think inevitably, like they, they, they have conversations or whatever. So it's not fully doing this. But there is like. I guess I'm like I'm just really aware of like when movies kind of try to paint these pictures that it's like, hey, it's up to it's up to the it's up to this black kid to like figure out the right way to go because like he he has to not make the wrong choices or he's gonna wind up dead like Smush, you know what I mean? Like oh I hate whenever it whenever movies feel like it's treading Ugh. in that area, I don't know I I start to like back away and be yeah like, no you know what I mean
1: I hate it. Two things two things came up for me though too. Um like like when every time they <laughs> every time they would like be like we're gonna you're gonna be out, aus- you're gonna be outside I would be like that's right, he's gonna be outside. <laughs> he acted all grown. <laughs> he acted all grown, he better go outside. And Kat kept being like, No, this is absolutely not that's a kid that's still a kid. But I yeah. kept being I kept defaulting to like, yeah, but if you wanna act all grown, you better <laughs> you
0: gonna spend the night outside. <laughs> which is like no he shouldn't be outside it's like it is it is so dangerous and the thing that's so crazy is bray i agree with you i think like the movie tricked me in a way i think especially when it comes to smush's character where i was like yes you gave him a goal you gave him nuance like you know what it is when it comes to these movies the black kid or the black person never makes it out but again if i compare it to like some of these white movies like they somehow like can get a second chance. And I'm like, I just want, I just want it to change because I do believe that, like, there are people who change. Like, we we still can't be... And also, to be truthfully honest, like, we were talking about how we care about animals in, like, the zoo earlier. I am not sure that the cowboys or the cow people, if you will, were looking after the horses in the appropriate way. Like, I really don't, like... Yeah, because we don't
1: know, know, because we don't know... They kept bringing up this dead horse that was never removed, like, yeah. and like they were like, "You never removed this dead horse." And they're like, "No, we removed it." And then at the end, when they take the horses, they're they like, "There's still a dead horse back there." So yeah. it's like, so wh- who's li- So,
2: like, so which is lying? True? also, yeah. also
0: <laughs> the movie ends, and this is thing that dri- this is the thing that drives me crazy. I'm sorry we're skipping around everybody, but the movie ends was like it just being like, "We don't have stables." We like, where you from? Where you from? The stables been gone. All we going to do is ride. And the whole time I'm like, no, fuck you. Where are the horses going to go? Like where? Like who? And then gonna stay out in the street like all day. And then when I saw them in the street, I was so mad, yo. I was like, y'all just got these things. Y'all got the horses parked like their cars. And I understand they did that back in the cowboy day because most of the cowboys literally didn't have stables. So the horses were outside the house, but
2: like, I, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, it it felt so negligent. <laughs> but what we're thinking about that, maybe we're th- maybe we're focusing on the wrong things right now.
2: <laughs> it's tough because I don't, I don't like. I here's the thing. I yes, it, you know, it, the things that you're saying, it's true. Like I, like I care about the horses too, right? And and I don't want them, you know, whatever. But like, I also can see how like white America can like be like. Look at these. Look at these black people, like not taking care of the horses, and it's like you're not taking care of the black people. So f you. Like, what do you? You know what I mean? Like, what are you complaining <laughs> exactly. about? Like you. Like look. What, look at where these humans are living. You know what I mean? Like, so. But like, yeah. it, it is this tough thing because I'm just like, what's the end goal here? Like, it, I don't know. This this movie was, I don't know. Like there there was a, <laughs> just, for me like. I think they wanted us to see the beauty in the community and how much they loved each other and how much they loved the horses and what the horses meant for them and how it, 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 it took certain people like it helped them, right? It helped it helped them care for something. It helped them feel like there was something worth living for. Like it it gave them hope in, in a in a very depressing situation for a lot of people. I do think that's beautiful. And at the end of the day, I'm still like kind of I'm I'm watching it not a part of this community feeling sad because i'm like yeah but this is clearly can so easily be taken away from you and then what like it's like it doesn't it's not sustainable what's the what like i don't know like it's 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 sad like the movie tries to end like with a more positive note and i'm like what's happening with fletcher street now like it it's closed they said that they're building condominium you know whatever they're developing there so it's like it's gonna be gone yeah (laughs) i don't know
1: I was saying before that there was a couple of things that came up for me while 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 brave was going on his thing and and Durant kind of touched on it a little bit just now too. But that like uh, and this is from a storytelling uh, standpoint. Yes, we know that that Cole isn't getting any food from h- home, and the only time we see him getting food is from Smush. So like maybe he should hang out with Smush. We can get this food. The other thing that bothered me was when Method Man first shows up. He comes in and he's like, he's the sheriff and he's, I guess, sold out or whatever it is. So they don't really, they don't, they like him, but they don't like, you know, they, they're not going to listen to him. But so far, when he's, when he's like, you know, hey, the stables are going to close down, what are we going to do about it? I was like, I know that they're going to paint him out to be like the bad guy (laughs) later for for doing this but like yeah yeah what are they gonna do about this they need to do (laughs) something and then sure enough they just get the horses taken away from them and there is nothing they could do because they didn't do anything they didn't listen to him and then yeah and then he says
0: that he says it too
1: yeah he says you didn't listen to me you know and then and then by the end of this we're like yeah there what is gonna happen it's still a question mark and like you know, yes, I think, yes, people need to, and, who, and this movie, I guess, is a fictional, I mean, sorry, this book, I guess, is potentially a fictional story about these real people. I'm not quite sure what that line is, but it's like, you know, for as much as, like, the word needs to get out there, it's also like, yeah, is there is there more that can be done, you know, by way of stables, by way of treating the horses better, like, like, what What
0: are the things that are being overlooked? Yeah, what steps? And I, and I agree. as like, and again, I, I don't want to keep Harvard on the horses. Because, like, I think the more I think about that, that makes me not like the movie. But if I focus <laughs> on, like, Cole and, like, his journey. Because, again, I think just going back to him, you know, when it opens up, the one thing I liked, and I will say this, is when he has to go work the horses and stuff like that, he goes to do it. They didn't paint him as just a straight-up difficult kid to me. Like, they painted him as a kid, like, who was in bad situations. But very early on to me, you could tell he was a quote-unquote good kid just in a crappy situation. Yeah. Like, no one was looking out for him. And, like, even when we see him, like, um the very first day in the stables, first off, when he leaves his dad's house and then, like, smush... Sorry, I'm jumping around, but when he goes when he goes to the Stables for the first day, and he comes in the white and red joints, not in the sneakers, bro. Like when he shows up, don't. <laughs> I was like, bro, not. You're not doing this in the all
2: whites. <laughs> it's so funny because it it reminded me of the time that I wore Jordans to play basketball, and ooh, no bray. And then I, I I played a pickup game, and then somebody was like you playing in those Jordans? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, wow, okay. I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so dumb. But this is dumber than that. <laughs> no, this – I mean, also, he gave
0: him all white Jordans. Yeah, and I had a blue you know Jordan, I mean?
2: so, you know, it's a little, it's a little like, better.
0: Like, I remember when you got the blue Jones. Don't I remember when that. you so got the really, blue Jones. Really what you're saying is I'm, I'm smart. I mean, no, you still play basketball in them Jordans. You still <laughs> – when
1: he showed up with the white, white, with the Jordans, white Jordans, and he, Jordans, he, he knows like, he's this shoveling. Is, this is them reminding us that he's a child. Yeah.
2: But, like, <laughs> how, I mean, like, I was like, dude. He knew. Come on. He you knew. know you're about to shovel horse crap and you bring in your brand new pair of sneakers? Why? Also, why didn't anybody go, dude, take those sh- What are you doing? <laughs> Switch your shoes. He had to stunt, though. He had to
0: stunt. Yo, for real, for real, dude, I was at one point like, hey, bruh. You got you just like old school days. You better go barefoot, man. Like, fuck it. Go barefoot. I legit was like, you go. I thought he was. I thought, like, 100%. he was going to realize what was happening and go barefoot. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because when he first started um, shoveling up the crap, I was like, yo, they don't have no wheelbarrow or nothing like that for this right. dude. Like, he's just out here. So I love when we got, um. what was the character's name? Um, uh, Paris. Paris. I yeah, loved. That was great. That whole sequence of him being like, come on, man, what you doing? Like, And again, Paris. I love that Cole did the work. Like, it wasn't like screw y'all, screw this, like, he was doing it, like, to me, that was so important, and then when we finally, like, the the biggest fear I had is we had the first wheelbarrow full of crap, and he had to put it on the crate or whatever the hell that thing is, and it had a little, it had a little piece of wood as a ramp so he can get to the top of the, the pile, and I was like, yo, my man is gonna fall in this poop, he's gonna fall all over this poop, yo, it's not gonna be good, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't, but I thought that was great. and Everybody was cheering him on, too, once he, like, finally did it. Like, that's the support I think people forget, like, the black community really, really has for each other. It's like, you know, sometimes they may give you crap, but, like, everybody's trying to help out. It's the village, you know what I mean? Like, that. this movie was an example of the village trying to help
2: this kid. I just wish...
0: Yeah. No, that's not true, because there's other kids in it, too. It's just not just him. So never, I can't say that.
2: Yeah, no, it's not just him. And I think, like... And we learned like Smush was a part of it too. You know what I mean? Like, and they, and they like kind of laid down the law and he didn't want to, he didn't want to follow those rules. And, and, and we find out that it's not that he didn't want to follow those rules because he just wants money for drugs. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, he understood the plight of the Fletcher street stables. He was like, they, they're going to lose everything that they have. They don't own any of that. I'm trying yeah. to make enough money so we can buy our own ranch and like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. And that was like, I was like, cool, I wish somebody, instead of just writing him off and completely giving up on Smush and being like, until he changes his ways, we're not talking to him, which feels like the absolute wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, if you care about this dude, like, help him realize his dreams in a in a way that isn't going to get him killed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it, yeah. Go ahead.
1: It was also frustrating for for where they end up going with this with the smush thing because like everyone really did write him off. Yeah. Like when when smush shows up outside of of um, Idris's place, he is like pushing him. He like pushes his car. He's like get out, get out, get out. Right. But then at the end, after he after he dies, he's like. Smush was one of us. And it's like, what are you
2: doing? Yeah, you definitely yeah. didn't treat him like that. No, it. he wasn't. Yeah.
1: He, well, he, he, you didn't act like he was one of y'all's.
0: At yeah. no point. And the thing that's so crazy is like, and I, th- I think that's the frustrating part about this movie is like, I love that they set up that he had a goal. And like, he wasn't just, and also too, and also too, um, I kept saying like, Smush reminded me personally, like a friend I had who always looked out, like always took, the rap for me, like, looked out to the end of the day and he got locked up. And I was thinking, like, you know, no one helped him, you know what I mean? Because he was busy helping me. And I think about Smush, like, Smush literally, like, like we said, Smush was the one feeding Cole. Smush was the one giving Cole shoes. Smush, the one, like, literally introducing Cole to friends at parties and stuff. And it's like, I'm not trying to glorify, like, his way of life, but he says at one point, everybody who was supposed to look out for me, no one looked out for me. And it's like, what else can this kid do? Like, like, yeah, he could get a 9 to 5, but can he even do that? He's a kid still. You know man. what I mean? He's going to work at a burger spot. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. And especially if your goal is to get out and like and get away. Like, he literally was like, yo, we're trying to get out. We're about to go. He had the papers. He had the realty papers, yo. Like. I mean, because it, do- it, it does that thing that Bray
1: was – talking about up up top of like how like when a movie is saying that like this it's up to this black kid to figure out his way out of it you know it's that becomes an issue right because essentially all that happened that's different with smush is when he was locked out you know mm-hmm. he didn't decide to come back you know he ended up Finding his own way in his own way ended up being this path, you know. <laughs> because yeah. and because he he interpreted being kicked out as as not love, you know. And they and they continued to push him away until he died. Which is like, <laughs> it's like, what is that? You know, how are we supposed to yeah. take that? Yeah,
2: like that was yeah, a, man. that was a powerful scene when Cole was like, "Why do you hate me?" You know, ah, and I was yeah. like, damn, you everybody else's father but mine, right? Everybody else, and I did clock that no. Idris's it character, even after his whole soliloquy, it was never like, I'm sorry, <laughs> he just explained why he was doing the things that he was doing, he never actually apologized. And I was just like, Flip. yeah, like,
1: but he was trying to say that he. Loved him on a level that he didn't understand.
2: Yeah, when he <laughs> shouts at when he shouts at uh when he shouts at Cole at one point, I was like, "I hear your British accent
1: <laughs> <laughs> in that in that scene." I, I heard did it too. I think it was specifically that scene.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was that scene.
0: Yeah, but uh, no, I'm just saying. Like, I I agree, Bray. Like, he didn't apologize. And my thing is this: if you a deadbeat dad, there's no overcoming your deadbeatness it's nice to He didn't even yeah. To me it was like that wasn't even like an acknowledgement of it. It was like, let me explain to you why I was a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let me let me tell you, let me tell you why I was a deadbeat. I'm not gonna apologize for being a deadbeat. I'm not gonna tell you that
1: yeah.
0: it's gonna be better from here on out. But I'm like, fuck listen. I guess I like father son, but maybe I got too much for the progression. Fuck this. It's like, no. You trash.
1: It's interesting because I I actually saw that. I saw that scene as him saying, I love you. Like, that was how I translated that scene because it was like, I think that is what he was trying to say. You know, for me, it without saying it. Right. Right. But without saying those, he didn't say those actual words, but I don't know. To me, it was like, it was enough. Hmm. You know, it was, it was enough for me to be like, (laughs) it was enough for me to be like my past, like really fucked fucked with your mother and me, like what I the way I was back then, you know, but like for him to be like, you know, I named you, I don't know, like that shit that was so to me, it was like
0: wow, it was
1: like okay,
0: I mean i I get it like the whole Coltrane, to do who did you know what it is, I think the hard part is is like having a dad say he loves you to me personally is such a powerful thing, and especially if you've never heard it yeah like this kid has never heard it before and i'm like i understand that's supposed to be 11 moment but it's like i still at at even towards the end the movie like i didn't truly feel the care and like fatherly love for cole until he was in the till he found them in the barn covered in blood
1: yeah yeah and i think that's right i think that's
0: right though and then Cole, and I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure Idris was the one who reached out to give the hug. I think it was Cole. I like. I don't know, man. I just again. I'm probably putting my own shit on it. I just wish it was like. I don't think that you're... you're the dad
2: came through. I mean, how can you not though? I mean, <laughs> go ahead, James.
1: This is another thing about the maybe just the general storytelling because again, I liked this movie a lot, but we're talking about these very specific things. To me, I think that the the fact that. Cole ended up, by the end of, I guess, this summer or however long that time actually was, steeped himself so deep in the culture. Like, by the end, like, when he's, like, riding on the back of the horse and he's just, like, on the horse with the hat, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I know the girl gave him the hat, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, to me it was, like, I grew up without a dad, so I don't know what this shit is like. But, like, it was, like, man, aren't they – isn't that communicating a, a love, a, res- a respect, an appreciation for each other that, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, not only is he passing this thing onto him, but he is mirroring it. He, he is, he's taking mm. it on and, you know, he's, he's, he's an example of it. I mean, granted, <laughs> shortly before that, before all this, he was still on a run with smush but but like just a few scenes before but you know like i think this could have been better written but like <laughs> his transformation to me that felt like the dialogue of like i i love you i love you back you know just from like a just from like an artistic standpoint i think mm.
2: Yeah, I think it was that is supposed to be that is that scene. I just like, I don't know. It's still tough. Like that that kid. You know what I mean? Like it. Uh, I will tell you this: this kid has so many false moments talking about um,
0: Smush. When Smush takes him to the party for the first time, and we see the big bad, it's like, oh no, he about to take this niggas Jordans right now. I was like, oh no, yeah, I thought he was. And too. then when when the guy yo when they're. When he gets dragged out that car and they put him in the trunk, yo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was so scary. And then then Smush is yelling, hey, Cole, help me. I'm like, yo. He's like, Cole, help me. My man said Cole's name. (laughs) He said his name out loud. (laughs) Like, there was something so scary about that. And then, I don't know, man. It felt like, it, it, honestly, it felt like Cole gave up on him a little bit too. it's like, Cole kept coming back and forth when he when he needed something. When, like, his dad, like, when they lost the horse, he's like, yeah, this life is stupid. Now let me go run with Cole real quick. And then, I mean, now let me go run with Smush. And then, oh, man, you knew he was going to die. Literally, right before this scene with Smush in the parking man. lot, Rachel goes, he better make it to the end. She's Out loud, she said, he better make it to the end. Yeah, And I was like. Characters like this, they never let make it to the end. I thought he was going to die earlier.
1: No, he was never. He was doomed from the beginning. Like, I can't believe Rachel had hope. That was not, you're not supposed to have hope.
0: Like, she- legit, legit. We were, enjoying the- we were enjoying the hell out of this movie until this scene came out.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to be prepping when he showed he the second he showed up, I was like, Yeah, let uh, me just prepare myself. Yep. <laughs> for, yep. Yep. For, I'm about to lose my best friend sad. at some point. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I know my best friend is gonna die in front of my eyes and I'm gonna have to watch this.
0: I thought he was gonna have a turnaround. I, I truthfully thought once he made it out of the car and then, you know. When they were in like that underground area, and he's like, "Yo, man, screw this! Like, screw him!" And he was by himself. I was like, "Yo, this kid is just alone. Like, there's nowhere to go. This dude now is after him. He can't really go home. He's got a hot boy car. He's got a Mazda nine two nine. Sorry, no reason not know that because there was a big drug dealer where I lived who had a nine two nine, and I had a and I had a Mazda six two six, which is a little bit smaller. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is not such and such's car. Like, this is not that nigga's car." But no, but it's like, no one gave, they gave up on him, and the way he dies is so... I just want one of these movies to give one of these kids a chance, and we just haven't seen it yet, <laughs> yo, like... Yeah, that was tough. It sucked. Like, that part sucked, man. And then, like, immediately, we don't deal with him. Like, we see his photo up... I mean, they have a funeral. <laughs> at, the, at the place where he passed away. They do, but we don't see... But the thing... Okay, so my thing about the funeral is they, they do have the funeral. Yeah. They're still looking for Cole, but the funeral is just a part of a montage, though. It's like, Cole's missing... And the funeral is in between shots of like Idris and yeah. um Hesse like looking for him and then we come back at the end and finally have that moment. Yeah. But it felt like god, yo. And that moment didn't feel like it was about him. It felt like it was about Cole. Hmm. It it was about Smush but
2: well, what? I mean, he the whole standing on the horse thing is directly from Smush. It's like Smush is the one who did it first and then he was was for him yeah because of the horse because it was riding the horse
0: yeah. you
1: mean cuz i think that the whole the whole end of the movie to me
2: was like yeah man come on come on y'all y'all, yeah. y'all wrote this kid off
0: oh yeah. yeah true 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 true
2: y'all really did write this kid off
1: man. they had to they the reason they s- stole the horses <laughs> was so that they could give uh smush his last ride Again, I think it's just the to me. What my issue was the way that they dealt with it because it was like they were, they really didn't think Smush was shit the whole movie, and then he dies, and they're like, you know what? Let me put, let me put his shoes on the back of a horse, (laughs) like, and that was what they did. Well, you know what? You know I'm gonna put his shoes on the back of a horse, and that will mean something. And it's like, nah, man.
0: Honestly, if you would have gave him a hug, gave
1: him a hug. That's what you could you could have given him a hug, and all this would have changed.
0: I couldn't tell if that was his girlfriend or his mom. Was that
2: his sister, girlfriend, or what? I couldn't
0: tell because she was too young to be the mom, right? Mom?
2: Yeah. Who was that? She looked kind of young. Yeah, yeah. she.
0: Look, I thought that might have been the girlfriend. Yeah, Trina, right? And 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 Cole knew her Trina? like Trina. Come on, you know me. <laughs> okay, wait. Before we just crap on, there were I really liked when they had the cookout or the barbecue scene, and like. You just saw all the black people just having a good time. Oh, that was nice. Like, and the one thing I will say I like about this movie is that the issue they were dealing with wasn't them being black cowboys and being made fun of by black people in the area. It was like, no, Philly got black people on horses, and that's just a part of our community. Like,
2: No, it seemed like the black community loved the fact that there yeah, were like... I thought it was so cool, man. Niggas riding around on horses. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Like, that's the part of the... Like, I get why this movie was made, because it's like... That is great, also, I looked it up. It seems like they so after this movie was launched, they have like these GoFundMes to raise money for the stables and and stuff like that uh they had one mm-hmm, specific mm. one for Fletcher Street urban riding club, and now there and there's another one for raising a permanent stable Philadelphia urban riding academy, so it's like that's cool and like yeah. you know uh i hope like I hope it gets to stay because like, it's like hey, man, you know, when I was at this horse stable that was in New York, I'm sure, like, that was, like, pretty expensive. At, but it was in, like – and it was in Upper West Side. You know what I mean? So it's, like, mm-hmm. probably mostly white kids and, you know what I mean, like, getting to do that. It's, like, yeah, like, it, black kids should be able to do it too. Like, that's – like, it's it's a fun thing.
0: You damn right, bray. Yeah. You did da- – let's say no. But, no, it's real. Like, I – and and they exist I thought this was Compton at first because the first cowboys I heard about were the Compton sorry, sorry everyone in LA if I'm saying it wrong. But I knew them as the Compton Cowboys who have horses and stuff like that. And I was like, that is such a cool thing because anytime you see horses outside of the country, it's like cops on horses, which feels so like right archaic to an extent. Um Yeah, man. I hope they make money.
2: I mean, they still, I mean, yeah, they have cops on horses.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got cops everywhere, man. They, they still
2: got money. that out of New York, too.
0: Yeah, man, they out here. I saw them the other day. I saw them the other day prancing up and down the street. Mm hmm. Like, these horses act like, act like canines. They just stop and just start, like, smelling niggas. I'm like, get out of here. Get this horse out of here. <laughs> Yo. Get this horse out of here.
2: That scene with the horse on the baseball field when it was just like throwing its feet and then like kicking back, like doing the kickback. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that was so scary.
0: Like, how did they film that?
2: I don't know. Also that horse was so well trained. Cause that horse looked like it was out of its mind.
0: Yeah. I, I was nervous with that horse. Also. Is it bad that I was like, cause the man comes in, he's talking about how to gentrify in the area. And it something bothered me that the fact that um, they were dealing with complaints from the neighborhood and the horse got loose on an all-white like baseball game, even though that, even though it probably was like right down the street. And I'm like, the fact that they are now the outsiders in the neighborhood they've been in for what did he say like, like thirty plus years. I'm like that irks me. You know what I mean? It's like now the people who've been well, yeah, that's the real. It's so real. It's like the people who've been doing their thing, yeah. like in D.C. for instance. GoGo has been a big part of D.C. forever dc is not chocolate city anymore um because they have kicked most of the black people out but like they're trying to do the same thing with like go-go bands and stuff like that and it's like you can't have a noise complaint when you didn't this isn't your area i don't know like I, it's, it's hard for me it's hard for me to, to have people come in infiltrate the area and then, then decide what cultural things they want to keep and co-opt you know what i mean it's like no you moved moving into this area I don't. It is hard. Like that scene was hard for me because it was just a bunch of white dudes looking at them. Like, can you get this horse off the goddamn field? We're trying to play baseball, and I was like, man, no. <laughs> guys, what? When is the happy? Have we reviewed a happy black movie in like the last year? A happy
1: black movie <laughs> coming to America. Well, happy oh, yeah,
0: true, true. Okay, all right. Well, well, I don't know. That one had that whole weird scene. I don't know how happy that was.
1: It was still a happy. The all right.
0: <laughs> oh Shazam! It's like no. I just think I'm tired. I think I'm tired of just this stuff. Um, I think the movie was good. I think the performances, but
2: it was happy, Gerard. Come on,
0: I
1: think
2: it is. I think it is a happy ending. I mean, this ended. This you know, ended. It, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be a happy ending. I
0: think. The horses ain't got no place to go. They got no home.
2: Nah, they're gonna they're gonna ride, man. They're gonna do what they always do.
0: Right where Bray. They in Philly. They in Philly.
2: Hey man, they'll figure it out. They gotta go fund me now. <laughs> like the real people.
0: Oh, the real people. I mean, I will say this.
2: It, they made that's how they figured it out. They made a movie. Yeah,
0: good point, honestly.
2: <laughs> They're like
0: Honestly, good point.
2: Help us. Uh yeah.
0: It's funny because Paris was so authentic. I was like, he has to be real because he's the only person with an accent in this movie. Like, he kept being like, get yeah, a joint over there. Like he just spoke a certain kind of way with a cadence. I'm like, he's the only one with an accent. He's gotta be real. And then and then the girl, I was like, something about this girl just reminds me like an around the way girl. So the fact that like she was a real rider as well was so, I honestly, I liked the ending a lot. Just seeing the real people and like hearing the stories, yeah, um, loved it. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so cool how they put um, Paris on the horse. I thought that was so dope. Yeah, my stepdad lives with a disability, and he yeah. and he is a, a Special Olympics, okay, excuse us, um, gold winning. Uh, horseback rider. Why
1: are you just now talking about this? We was talking about horse riding all earlier.
0: I know I have to give. I gotta give. I gotta give him, gotta give him his. his, his <laughs> what? Are you
2: serious?
0: No, I've talked. No. Wait, what? I've talked about it. I I think the reason. Sorry. It. I just. I think the reason I I, I tuned oh, it out geez. was because yep. when he got those medals is when I got arrested. Yes. So was like I was driving him to that event. Yeah. And then the cops. Right. Came. So. Right. So Damn. that's the event, but it ended well because when we finally got oh, there, wow. he wanted to go. Um, you know, cops, you know, you know, it's it very, 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 very mixed emotion memory. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's so cool when people get to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. cool. Um, become but I just want to say one thing to Hollywood. If y'all cool with that, is that, is that cool?
2: Mm-hmm. No, just real quick. Okay. Just real
0: quick. Hey, Hey Hollywood. I know y'all make y'all green light in these movies with black folk. Just remember we can do other stuff besides face. Um, you know racism and and sell drugs and um you know be oppressed in some kind of way by the system of the government and the man like hey hey you know what you know what we can be bmx bikers who are who are competing for the x games you know we could be a team we yo yo we could be a black team of video game street fighter tournament players who are just trying to get to the championship baby to win it Mm -hmm. for our our school back you know in in pennsylvania you know we can do that too you know what i mean we can do (laughs) it hey 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 hollywood you know what hey hey we can have a house you know a middle class house and our parents can go out of town and we can want to throw a party because we got a crush on somebody but like nobody's selling drugs at the party they just got a crush and they just want to have a party, but they're nervous because like, they may be geekier than the person they have a crush on. But then their other friend is like, nah, you can do it. But then that friend got a crush on somebody. So everybody's trying to just like, you know. There's too many crushes you know. in this movie.
1: For me. It's
0: no, But there's only two. There's only two crushes. There's only two. You know, we can do that.
1: I just feel like, you know, there's all kinds of different movies that like black creators want to get made, but they can't get them made because they don't. They're not through a certain lens of blackness that like Hollywood has uh, accepted or normalized, you know, that, it, you know, has sort of made made a stereotype of, of black Hollywood. And like that's really the collateral beauty that we are that we have to deal with, you know, because
0: are you taking Bray's bit?
1: No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the collateral beauty the collateral beauty of it all.
2: Collateral beauty of what?
1: You know, of Hollywood, because the collateral beauty of of Hollywood, of Black Hollywood.
0: The only the only reason I like this is because I feel like Braylock <laughs> gets a little taste of what it feels like.
2: I just you know because <laughs> yeah, you know it doesn't make any sense. I I work at the title of the movie that we're reviewing this week. He's working in the title of a movie. Just some random Will Smith movie.
1: The point of that movie, the point of the movie Collateral Beauty, is there. Trying to to unearth what the collateral beauty of Will Smith's struggle
0: is. <laughs> Stop saying collateral. Oh, you, can't, oh, that- you can't describe collateral. <laughs> you yes. can't say collateral right, beauty. Right.
2: They're not trying to unearth squat. It's a Christmas movie. i to tell you what I thought the collateral beauty was. All right, enough <laughs> of this.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, Braylock in this. Lord have mercy. The collateral beauty of the collateral beauty. That's what you said.
2: it's time for the cause we rate and review films not based on how much we like it but whether or not it helps the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood if we feel like it fully helps the cause Black Fist, somewhat helped the cause White Palm, didn't help the cause at all we don't give it anything guys ready on the count of three gonna do our review for Concrete Cowboy Hmm. one two three all right, two black fists and a white, white palm. White
0: palm from Gerard. What? I didn't know what to confusing? do. Um, I didn't know what to know do. Why. Hear me out. Hear why? me out. The reason I gave it a white well, palm okay—is because I do think this movie was really good for Caleb. I think again he's so underused on Stranger Things. I think it was a fine movie for Idris. I don't think it's going to help him one way or the other. I think. As far as it goes for Jerome Jerome, it was another part for him. I also think Jarrell Jerome is like, he's proved his acting worth. And it's like, I kind of think he can do more than just be a hood kid. Like, not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just think he's so well-rounded. Like, he, they, they can put him in other stuff. Um, I gave it a palm, again, because uh, it deserves giving knowledge to the people um, of Philadelphia. The reason I didn't give it a fist is because it's still, whether or not, it's realistic or not. It still plays on issues and stereotypes that have plagued a lot of black people in movies past. And I think for that, that it, even though it was based on the book, I just wish it would have been different. I wish they would have treated Smush a little bit differently. I wish the ending. I wish honestly the whole third act would have been a little different. But that's why I just can't. I just I can't. I just can't keep supporting things where like these things happen to black kids without consequence or like without any nuance. It's just like I just it's hard for me. So that's
2: why I gave it that. I get that. Um, I go a black fist. I mean, cause Caleb, you know, he gets, he gets a shine in this movie. And I, uh, honestly, who knows? Maybe I hope, or if he wants that guy, the guy who played Paris, I think he can act like he should be able to do more stuff if he wants to. For sure. Um, and Jarrell Jerome, you know, got to be in a, in a film. Like, uh, so I think the, both of their careers are going to, uh be popping off after this. Um, yeah I get why well, you gave it a palm but I, yeah got a fist for me
0: all right <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely absolutely I just echo I echo y'all sentiments fist because I really just thought that the the cast yeah. was so good and and because it was like about a like a niche group of 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 black people, I feel like that then also kind of opens it up. Actually, to like to different backgrounds that might not know, like oh, black people like black people ride horses too, you know. Um, and so I just think that that's doing more for the for the cause at large. Um, so yeah, I really had a good time watching it.
2: Awesome, you. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, BlackmanPodcast dot is our website where you can find links to our merchandise. I think there's a there's always a sale going on, guys. You just check it out, T public. Also, you can link to our Patreon on our website. It's defunct, but you know what? It, I mean, the, the amount of people asking us to do Winter Soldier. So many things. Winter Soldier <laughs> specifically. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like we should do it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I've been throwing random shit towards James all day because I've been watching it and what I've noticed and why people keep probably keep asking us, white male reviewers hate and like the only good review i found was from a black dude and like white dudes are just like spewing all
2: right we should do we should do it why don't we open it back up listen okay we'll get some more patreon subscribers
0: (laughs) jay hold on wait james has literally pitched to a patreon for three months
2: straight (laughs) if producer melissa's down for it then we should be down for it it's also listen
0: y'all two want to do it melissa's not in if everybody wants to do it... I did it for three months straight. I mean, Plus, I've already seen Winter Soldier, so I'm good.
1: But now we do it. Now we got to do it. I've been talking about doing it. Now we got to do it.
2: I'm just saying, <laughs> we've been talking about it, and the fans uh-huh. have been asking for it. People are constantly asking for it. I got a, I got a review right here. If you rate and review us, give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> we'll read your review on the air. And I'm skipping up all the way to this person, because this guy, is Bob3311, says, Great show. Listen to the podcast. Please do Valken and Winter Soldier. Think of it as a six-hour movie. <laughs> and then we're going to do it, but we're going to put it up behind a paywall. Ah. Ah. But uh, hey, man, I, that's how we make our m- money. Right. It is. It's, most of our money comes from Patreon, and we don't even do Patreon. <laughs> oh, yes,
0: thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. And
2: our lovely sponsors. <laughs> <clears throat> it's mostly from Patreon.
0: No, man, our beautiful sponsors who send us Tons of free stuff. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. We should get a do-rag one. I just bought this do-rag. It's still
2: <laughs> This is so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. Did I ever read this one? This one is from Sage222003. Rooting for everyone black. The title says it all. It's dope. Wow. I like That's that. Nice. That's
1: a nice little review. Oh. All right.
2: Cool. All right. All right. All right. All right. Guys, we're going to do it on Patreon.
0: Oh, my God. I, he, Subscribe. Melissa, hang up. Melissa, hang All up right.
2: you <laughs> can follow us. Uh, follow me at John Braylock. Johnbraylock.com is my website. Watch Astrodomy Club on Netflix.
1: Uh you can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is three
0: R D. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Gerard Milligan. Oh, also one of my favorite things now on Twitter is like anytime a racist person retweets, I like going through their whole Twitter history and just responding to every racist thing they said, and then they stop talking to you.
1: Gerard, why are you doing that? That's too much time. I got time. I got time. You know <laughs> what it is?
0: You know what it is? <laughs> I like if someone, if a racist person says something, I got time. Wow, like Gerard. you know, it's like y'all yeah, think y'all gonna just
1: <laughs> don't invite the racists?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, I got time today. I will, I will go through your whole history and like find a tweet from two years ago and be like, oh.
2: You know I like it. You know I like that. You <laughs> get me off of this. Listen,
0: I know Braylock likes it.
2: I used to do
1: that all the time. Don't associate me with this.
0: I know Braylock <laughs> likes it. Listen, Don't to ass- every... every. To, <laughs> let me not do this right now. Yeah, so this is wild.
1: Uh, uh, every racist that listens to this podcast all the way through to this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, wow. All right. We will see you next week. Please, forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz, executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Silio, and Alex Ramsey.